Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. Welcome to episode number 147 of the podcast. Now, today's guest, Kaylee Chu, is somebody that I find a absolute superstar. And the reason being is that she is an introvert. She's very shy. She has a background where she was born in Hong Kong. She moved over to Australia to study. Um, and what she found was that she was very shy and didn't always feel comfortable talking to strangers. So in 2008, she set herself a challenge, and that challenge was to contact 100 strangers and have lunch with them. Now, even the thought for me thinking about doing that, who I am quite extroverted, that scares me a lot as well. So this chat today is fascinating about stepping outside of your comfort zone, pushing the boundaries, and what can happen when you meet strangers, have meaningful conversations, and make new connections. So um, we're going to talk about um, what's obviously changed in the um, year and a half since um, Kaylee set herself this challenge to sit down with 100 strangers, what's happened of that, the book that she's created, the speaking engagements, and not only that, how she has grown personally. So guys, sit back. This is episode number 147. to the podcast. I am stoked. I've got Kayla Junior, who is an author, superstar, and all-around legend. How are you, buddy? Hi, Del. How are you? I'm good. Very good to hear you. I'm great. Thank you. Now, for my listeners out there, um, do you want to just paint a little bit of a picture of your background and upbringing? Because you haven't always lived in Australia. No, I was born in Hong Kong. I finished high school in Hong Kong and came here when I was 17 for uni, and then I stayed here since then. Nice. And what was what was the transition like? Obviously, Hong Kong's an amazing city. I've been there a few times and um, absolutely love it. How, how different is that going from um, obviously living there to now living in Melbourne? I think it's a bit of mixed emotion, just like most people who migrate here or international students. So it's like very excited to start a new life and get education and meet new friends. But at the same time, we're all nervous and scared and, you know, it's a different country, different language and different culture altogether. So basically a brand new life. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine what it's like. And I know, obviously, Australia has so many um, amazing cultures and things like that, but still, it's not the same as home. Now, how did you go leaving all your friends and family? Was that really hard to settle into without that sort of support blanket when you came to Melbourne? I I think so, because all my friends and families were in Hong Kong, so I basically need to start brand new again. And to make things worse, I was... I became really, really shy. I couldn't talk to anyone. Like, I couldn't talk to anyone's non-Asian background. I can talk to people from Hong Kong, but not in Australian for a very, very long time because of the limiting my mindset I had. Um, yeah. And, and, and did that just, was that something that sort of happened over time or um, have you always been really sort of reserved and shy? No, when I was in Hong Kong, I was okay. But when I came here in Australia, I just became a different person, I believe, I think, yeah. And so that was something that obviously coming to a new place, um, it, it sort of got worse and worse as time went on? It got really bad when I first started to came here, but then things got better when I started to make friends and I, I was happy then. And then I graduated from uni and then my confidence was smashed again when all my friends from uni decided to go back to Hong Kong and I was the only one that stayed. 
But then that was okay again because then I got married, I had kids, and and then I had um made a new you know made some new friends. But I felt like life could be better because even ten to twelve years after I've been in Australia, hundred percent of my friends were from Hong Kong. And then I reached a turning point in 2017. I still remember that day clearly, when I was in a meeting with a client for two hours, and I couldn't say like a single word of it. Like I couldn't say anything because the client's not from Asian background. Yeah, <laughs> I just so shy, and he asked me a question, and all I said was, uh, and that was it. And that was really my turning point. And at that moment, I felt like. I gotta do something. I can't just stay in my bubble any longer. I have to do something, and that's how the entrepreneurship started. Yeah. So, and obviously, I was really fascinated. I had one of um, one of the first people we had to do the hundred lunches with, and we're going to talk about his potential. And um, from that, I started reading into a little bit more about this, and it's such a fascinating concept. So, from being so shy, so reserved, only talking to people from Hong Kong, how did you? Go then and say, right, in 2018, I'm going to have lunches with a hundred random strangers. How did you do that? I thought, I think I just pushed myself to do that. When I first started, it was the best move. The first few lunches, I feel sorry for them. I wish I could do it again, but I can't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was it was pretty bad for the first 10-ish. Like, I couldn't talk much and I was really shy. Uh, but things get better. And I persisted, and I'm so glad I did because I've learned so much throughout the hundred lunches, and my life changed completely since then. Yeah, I've got no doubt. And obviously, we're going to talk more about you put all that into a book and everything like that now. But how did how did you go about picking the hundred people you wanted to have lunches with? Where where did you start? So I don't think you just went and wrote a list of a hundred people. Did you start small and then did it get bigger? How did you go about it, Kaylee? I used LinkedIn. I, I feel most comfortable with LinkedIn compared to other social media and people because you can read their profile, you see what they've done, what cool things that they've done or what their background and see what you can learn from them and then you just send out the invitation. I didn't have a list to start with. It just really goes from what I'm interested at that particular time. If I watch something online or whatever and then I'm interested in particular culture or particular industry, then I just go around and reach those people and invite them out for lunch. Nice. I really like that. And so what at the start, did you have a particular way that you would um, communicate with these people on LinkedIn? Did you say that this was an experiment or did you say you just wanted to go on lunch? Because I'm guessing a lot of people wouldn't have got, and I know I personally haven't received um, any sort of requests like that on LinkedIn or any other platform just to go and have lunch. I was really open and honest about them. I just tell them, hey, my name is Kaylee, and I have this new resolution where I want to meet 100 people for lunch and would you, be, you know, would you want to be part of it and this is a little bit of what I've done and this is who I am and most people are pretty open and happy about it. So, And I think some people got curious, like what is this about? So this is come to have lunch. Yeah, I like that. So you just mentioned before now um, if you could go back and start again, you should really like that. So were the first couple really sort of awkward or um, <laughs> what were some of the reactions? Like particularly how did you feel? Were, were you anxious before they started? Absolutely. I was super, super nervous when I first started because, like I said, I couldn't really talk to strangers. I couldn't talk to anyone that's non-Asian background. So it was a really, really big thing for me. I know for lots of people meeting strangers is not a big thing, but for me it was huge. Um, 
So for the first, I still remember the first one. It was really bad, really, really bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's an Italian guy, like Italian background, and in his forties. Uh, he is really, really nice. I'm so grateful that he was my first lunch because he's friendly and he's he's trying to engage me with conversation. So yeah, he asked me lots of questions because I keep giving him one or two word answers, but he still persists and asks me questions. Yeah. Um, yeah, and to make things worse, I was having a low carb diet at that time, so no bread, no pasta, no rice. I was having chicken wing for that very first lunch. Not recommending that. <laughs> <laughs> So, so we before, like obviously the first lunch, you said you were anxious, you were, you had anxiety and things like that. How many times did you think of pulling out? Oh, so many. Like even after the first lunch or after the first few lunches, I still feel like I should probably just give up on this idea, and no one would know. Right? Um, but because what happened to me and for my entire thirteen years in Australia, I've been hanging out with Asian people. And I felt like, you know, what happens if I don't? What happens if I just go out and meet more people and see what happens? So I think my, I was really motivated at that time that I have to change. So yeah. I just keep pushing myself to, to do it. I, I really like that. And so how important is it for people to step outside their comfort zone? Because I know um, you do a lot of speaking now, um, you've had your book launch, everything like that. Um, how important is your message and for sort of showing people that um, somebody that has been quite shy and reserved in a new country, only spoken to Asian sort of before, how important is it for you to spread that message of the power of stepping outside your comfort zone? Super, super important. More important than I thought when I first started because when I first started, all my goal was just go out and meet more people and maybe I'll have a few more friends from different backgrounds or, you know, just the ability to talk to people. But once I step out of my comfort zone, I just don't want to go back anymore because life becomes so much more fun. Imagine you have no fear. You go and do all sort of fun things, like I jump out of of a plane, like a skydiving area this year. And now I just keep wanting to try new things and life becomes more interesting in so many different ways. Yeah, it's it's really amazing. So, from uh, have you have you seen the impact of your talks, your book, and everything now with other people? Do you get emails, text, um, anything like that with people saying the impact it's had on them? Yes, absolutely. I've met so many people, and they did something similar. They invite sometimes not strangers, sometimes people who you haven't been talked to for so many years, like your old school friends or something. And people doing coffees, lunches, breakfast, or just invite them out for whatever. They, they, they all have very, very positive experience, and they all think that, you know, it's, it's amazing you connect with people face-to-face instead of just sending them messages on Facebook or WhatsApp or things like that. And the most significant impact, I reckon, is to my own family, my husband and my kids. My husband, since I started my journey, he was very similar to me, like came from overseas and really shy when we got here. I think that's the same for lots of people in the immigrants. He got out of his comfort zone as well and he started to have a much better life and he's so happy. Yeah, that's it's really it's really funny that uh, your challenge has probably had a big impact on other people around you as well, and particularly like you just mentioned your family. That that must be really rewarding because I can imagine when you started out, it was sort of it was a challenge for yourself that you didn't realise how big this would become. 
Absolutely. I had zero plans to make, you know, to write a book or anything. I didn't see any of those coming when I first started. I just want to do something and, you know, able to talk to people. Yeah, that's that's really cool. So, um, Kelly, when you sit back now and, and you think about, obviously, 100 lunches over a year with 100 strangers, and I'm quite extroverted, and that still scares me a little bit. So for someone that's very shy and reserved, I commend you because that's amazing. So what are some of the biggest things or lessons you've learned about yourself over that journey? I've learned so much about myself because people keep asking me lots of questions and that make me reflect back on my life, on who I am, what's unique about me, what do I really like instead of having a life that's like by default and doing, you know, just having the same life every single day. Um, I start to think about what I really want and what goals I have, what I want to achieve and things like that. So that's really, really helpful. And help me to think bigger and not just thinking about, you know, today or paying the bills, but think about bigger impacts, how you can help more people. Uh, yeah, so, so much. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I do understand that. And I suppose um, it's really funny you just said that, that um, think bigger. And you, well, at, at what stage during the 100 lunches or after 100, when, when did it occur that you're like, I might write a book here and it, it could really help other people? When was that uh, light bulb moment? To be honest, I wasn't planning to write a book until the very, very end after I had 100 lunches. So after the 100 lunches, then I start to sit down and reflect back to what I've liked. And because most people that I had lunch with, I met them through LinkedIn. So I was planning to write a LinkedIn article just go, thank you everyone who had lunch with me and this is what I learned. And I start to type and type and type and type. And the very first draft that I got um, at that night was 3,000 words. And I go, that seems to be a little bit too long for a LinkedIn article. Maybe I should turn it to an ebook or something. So I look back into, um, you know, all my lunches, photos, and think about what I've learned and all the conversation. I start to write more and more and more. And I think I'm proud to say that I accidentally wrote a book. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't planned at all. <laughs> I, I love that though because um, I think that's just so natural and the beauty of what you've done that um, you didn't intentionally go out to that you were just going to do this to get material to write a book and I think that's probably why people can relate to this so much and it has such a big impact. Have you found that from, um, I know that you do, you've done a book tour and things like that and, and some of the people that have um, been, that you had one of lunches and now speaking and talking about it, have you found that because you were so open and it was just about you um, challenging yourself and pushing the boundaries that people are really open and really warm and they really accept what you've done as a really powerful sort of tool? I think so because... I think what, one of the biggest um, messages I got from people was that they feel that I'm genuine, and that was true because every lunch I had, I had, I had no agenda. I wasn't trying to sell them anything, or I tried to, you know, but they were worried that am I network marketer and just trying to sell them stuff? But no, I'm just trying to have a genuine conversation, and that's why I think that's why we've got such good connections with most lunch guests that I had lunch with. Um, yeah, and that's why they came and support me during my book launch, I believe. Yeah, I, I agree too, and I know that uh, particularly on LinkedIn and other platforms that uh, too often you get people just trying to sell you things or trying to flog off a product or they're, they're not genuinely interested in you. So that's what I was wondering. Did people, were there anyone that um, blew you off and said, no, I'm not interested? Yes, actually. And not only they're not interested, they had 
pretty nasty messages sometimes. I've had hate emails and I have hate messages, people saying, what are you doing this for? I don't understand. Like, you must have alternative purposes or something. But that's okay because, you know, I don't need to explain. Sometimes I do, but other times I just don't worry about them and just move on to my, to my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's, well, that's a really good way of looking at it. But I think too often um, people can get sort of caught up on those negatives, Kaylee, and it, it can become a really, uh, you know, might deter them from doing it. Did, um, how did you get over that and just push them aside? I got upset a little bit, if I have to be honest, when I first started to receive some negative comments from people, especially they're wondering, like, if I've got other reasons doing that, and, you know, they sent some, some of them sent really nasty messages. But then I realised that it's not really about me. I've done nothing wrong about that. And it's just because they don't understand me, so I shouldn't take that personally. And I was just thinking about everything that I've learned in the past and thinking what would other successful people that I've met and had lunch with do in the same boat when they receive those messages. And I realised that in order to achieve something bigger, you just have to ignore these negatives and just keep going and move on. That's a, it's a really good point there and that's something that can apply to everybody because I think too often we uh, can have 99 amazing emails saying you're doing a great job, everything's well, but then you'll get one negative or one hate mail and we only focus on that one instead of the 99 good ones. Um, so that's a really a really nice thing you just mentioned there, Kayla. I know so many people could really apply that to whatever they're doing. Now, I know in your book that you talk about the 15 lessons you learned. Um, now, I don't want you to give away all the secrets because I want people to go and get the book and I can't wait to grab a copy so I can read it. But um, if you could break it down, what were probably, I don't know, two, three or four of the most impactful lessons that you learned from the 100 lunches? Hmm. The number one thing is strange is not scary. Definitely not as scary as our parents make us feel like yeah. when we were young. In fact, every stranger is a door to opportunity because I had so many opportunities that I've never ever imagined because of all the strangers that I met. They gave they've given me like speaking opportunities that I've never imagined that I could speak on stage and sharing my stories. They've given me business referrals, like and personally they've given me so much success tips and yeah, so many, so many, so many, so. <laughs> no, I, I do really like that because um, it, it's old cliche, isn't it, that um, when we're growing up you're told never to talk to strangers, whereas you've done the complete opposite and it's changed your life. <laughs> That's right. Like when, when, when I was in the book launch, I had a moment that I felt so touching because looking around, there are so many people that helped me throughout the journey and get to who I am today which is a completely different person to two years ago. And looking around, I'd say 90, 95% of them, I don't even know them a year ago. So just by going out and meeting people, you know, that just the connection that you made, just incredible. Yeah, I think that's really powerful. So obviously your life has changed so dramatically in two years. And um, it's not just your life, Kaylee. It's the, the message and your story now that's touching others and hopefully making them go out and do things like this. So do you have a message for people that maybe want to do something or they want to step out of their comfort zone like you did? What, what would you say to them? I think that it's often what we need to choose. So if we're not happy about who, where, where we are at the moment, we have the power to change and just move. And if there's anything we're not happy in life, whatever that is, then we just change them. 
And, you know, just because you're shy and can't talk to people doesn't mean that you can't be public speaker and speaking in front of hundreds of people in the year time and just because you're an immigrant and English is not the first language doesn't mean you can't write a book. And just because I've done it and I believe that everybody has the power to do that too. Wow, that's, that's so true. And I think a lot of times, a lot of times people, you know, are their own worst enemy and they will be the ones that talk them down saying, you can't do that. You don't have any right to do that. But everything you've just mentioned, it's really powerful. And um, I can know people now listening, they want a copy. So where could we go if we want to grab a copy of your book, 100 Lunches with Strangers? Um, you can just order it from my website. That will be easiest. So it's hayleychew.com or 100lunches, so 100lunches.com, and you can just order it online and, yeah, or just go to Amazon and you can download an, an e-book. Perfect. Well, I'll have links to that on the show notes. Now, Kelly, before we finish up, I've got a couple of questions that I always like to ask my guests and um, just to see what their reaction to these are. So if you could look back to 18-year-old Kaylee and from everything you've learned now from uh, moving over to Melbourne, starting a family, having 100 lunches with 100 random strangers, if you could give yourself one bit of advice from everything you've learned now as an 18-year-old, what would that be? Go out and meet more people. I really wish I started earlier because I wasted like 13, 14, I don't know how many years of my life. Just every every day I got home, I just sit in front of my computer or my phone and playing Candy Crush or Facebook. It's just a complete waste of time. No no judging if you're doing that. (laughs) I feel like even when I'm not meeting strangers, I'm doing something more fun at the moment, like connecting with people or learning a new hobby or doing something different instead of just going to that autopilot mode and doing the same thing every day and just put a little bit more conscious moment. Now, the audio was cut off there, and I'm really sorry. We had a couple of technical issues. Now, before we finish up, what I'd like you to do is think about today's episode and the message Gailey has, how the amazing things happen when you step outside your comfort zone. And not only that, can you go and check out the links on the show notes and donate because Kaylee is trying to make a really, really powerful difference with her charity, trying to help a thousand people around the world. So do something today. Step outside your comfort zone. You don't need to go and have a hundred lunches with a hundred strangers, but do something like Kaylee has and see the dramatic changes in your lives Um and not only that, the people around you as well. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Kaylee's inspiration, um, and I know just listening, I could see um, how powerful everything she has done and the message that she's bringing across. So, hopefully, enjoy today's chat. Thanks, guys. That is episode number one hundred and forty-seven. <laughs>